On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, they're back on the floor tonight to take on Orlando for game two. But before that, we need to talk about the upcoming trade deadline now eight days away. What would you like to see the Sixers do and address at the deadline? We'll tap into it next. Give our thoughts right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com backslash locked on today to get started. What's good, D? What's good, Keith? The trade line is good. Eight days away, so it's the hot thing, as you always know, around this time. Uh, even though we're not into the week, we are certainly close enough to start to talk about it, especially when you have these other teams around the league possibly jump-starting things. First, before we get started, we got to welcome everybody. Thanks for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. I'm Devon Gibbons from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and partner, Sixers beat writer for TheInquirer.com. That's Keith Pompey. We thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. Every day, I remember Locked On 76 is free and available on all platforms, including right here at YouTube on Locked On 76 as well. Keith, Magic tonight, second game. We'll get to that final game of the four-game homestand and game two of their miniseries. Also, we'll get into where Embiid is now ranked. It's just being discussed uh, because of how he's played this last couple of weeks, uh, where he is being discussed as far as uh, the tiers system in the league. But first, we got to talk about the trade deadline. We mentioned a little bit with what Matisse Thibel did in the game on Monday and how he had the 10 points, two steals, knocked down two threes, looked confident offensively, and how that may do something either for him staying here in Philadelphia and maybe earning more of the offensive trust from Doc Rivers or maybe showcasing a little bit more where a team will look to move on, move in and jump and try to get him into their system, more defensive-minded and, and all of that. One of the things that I know you and I have discussed before, both off the air and on the air is what type of player they may be missing or not. And for me, it has been a backup big man because of what Montrez Harrell is offensively. He lacks in it defensively. They're still not ready to give Paul Reed those minutes. So if that's the case, you're going to have to go out there and probably bring in somebody that can hold things down because the paint is too easy when Joel Embiid is not on the floor. So a backup big for me and a wing because of the Matisse-Thibault part that we discussed and also the fact that Daniel House has fallen out of the rotation, Keith, the way that he has, they're going to need another body that can shoot, defend, maybe even put the ball on the floor, just a couple of dribbles, and, and not look uncoordinated, if you will, going to the basket. So those have been mine. And while there may be some names that we can discuss in general, I just wanted to get your idea overall of have things changed for you or what you wanted to see you used to want a point guard and I know a lot of that has changed for you where you feel pretty good about the ball handlers but for the other things if there is any trade deadline candidates for the buyout market do you see anything uh, of what you may think they need to do you know um in regards to a, a point guard I still think they need a point guard a backup mm. point guard I, I do you know I, I also but I'm with you um my biggest thing is 
a backup center, right? If you can get one. Now, the, the thing that I think that the luxury that the 76ers has, because let's face it, the 76ers don't have a lot of assets. I mean, they have a couple guys who they're willing to trade and they're willing to trade them because they would like to get underneath the luxury tax, right? So it's not like they're going to trade them and probably bring in more salary. You know what I mean? So it, to me, it's, it's one of those things. But I think that what they could do is, honestly, is they can, if they don't get what they want or who they think, I mean, you're going to monitor and you're going to see what's going on. And I think the buyout market could be huge for them. Like you look at a guy like Terrence Ross, who, who's playing for the Orlando Magic, he didn't even play last night or two nights ago. You know, and we all know he's a sharp shooter and what he can do. I mean, he's the type of guy, if Orlando wants to buy him out, then all of a sudden he could be available. I mean, I think there are other guys around the league that they can also get, you know, as far as a, a wing type of player, you know, but I, I do think that they do need, the biggest need for me that I'm going to say is that they need a backup big because in the playoffs, you expect James Harden minutes to go up. You expect Tyrese Maxey's minutes to go up. You know what I mean? Uh, DeAnthony Melton, guys like that. So to me, I think the one thing that you need is a backup big for insurance for Joel Embiid. Yeah, and there are a lot of candidates. When they played Detroit a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to another colleague at work, and I mentioned Nerlens Noel's name just because he was a backup. And uh, he was like, oh, no, no, <laughs> no. And I just started cracking up because – you know, of how things look from afar now with Nerlens Noel bouncing around the league that he has been. And of course, that he was here before. And, uh, you know, the co-worker who we both know uh, just just simply was a hard no on Nerlens Noel. But that's the type of player that we're talking about, a backup on another team that is not good because they probably have a young big man that they like going forward for their future. So that player is not going to be given up. And you talk about someone like Jakob Pertl, who has gotten a lot of buzz around the league. Uh, and and you know from the San Antonio Spurs is a very very popular pick, especially when Miles Turner signs an extension with the Indiana Pacers. It looks like he's going to stay there now. So Jakob Pertl is probably going to be the one. Then you have to start going a little bit deeper when you talk about the buyout. Could it be Rashawn Holmes, another former Sixer that's bought out from the Sacramento Kings? Are there other players in the NBA that also Mason Plumlee in Charlotte is is a player that you look at and you wonder what's going on with him? And would he want out? So there are a number of names. Serge Ibaka and Milwaukee have already agreed to sit him out until the trade deadline and try to find him a new home. Those are the types of names. So they're going to be recycled names. So let's just deal with that. Uh, if I have my brothers, Keith, there's one guy I really like who's a backup on Charlotte, but he's probably going to start playing a little bit more, especially if Plumlee is out. And that's Nick Richards, uh, the Kentucky product. That dude, man, young, can leap out the building. Uh, alley-oops of course the shot blocking you don't lose much with him coming off the floor but I would imagine that his minutes would pick up in, in that case if they do move on from Mason Plumley. so these are the type of players that we're talking about and as far as wings go Ross doesn't bring you much defensively but certainly offensively he can fill it up there will be other names that will pop up and we will come across those names in general so we'll, we'll get there we'll, we'll get there for sure but just wanted to identify the type of player that you may want and we're pretty much in agreement uh, on that um, how about you all? You can, of course, hit us up on Twitter at Pompeo on Sixes at Devon G975. Give your thoughts as well if they need to do anything or maybe not. Maybe you feel like they don't. Also, when we come back right after this break, 
We'll come back and we'll start to talk about the tier that we discussed just at the top of the show. Where's Embiid? We'll tap into that next right here, Locked On 76ers. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that makes betting on, spo- on, on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with no sweat first bet. You like that ring, D? No sweat first bet. You'll get, you'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel's let you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown, right? The FanDuel Sports Bet app is safe, secure, and easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your, your winnings instantly. That's the best thing for me. Give me my money. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sport sport partner of the NFL. Thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. For your next, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts like Keith. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. All right, man, I saw this thing where I saw um, the tiers and they had it as such, tier one, Nikola Jokic, Giannis, and Dedekumpo, Tier 2, Jason Tatum, Steph Curry, and uh, Luka Doncic, the Tier 2. Year, tier 3, Joel Embiid and Ja Morant. I thought it was kind of bad. I didn't think it was a very good uh, ranking. If anything, you put Joel Embiid in that Tier 2 system right there uh, of that group because he is a top-five player in this league. So I, I, just thought that was, um, I just thought that was a bad job uh, when I saw that. What, what do you make of it? Where do you have him in terms of uh, a tier? Um, what I make of it is I honestly think that it's one of those things or where I have them is I have them at number one at this particular time. Right. Um, but, but I, but my make of this thing is it's one of those things where you know that people are going to, Joel's a polarizing person. So if you come out and say that he's in tier three, what's going to happen is a lot of people are going to like talk about it. It's going to be, water cooler stuff and, and and you know i i just don't understand why you would have him and in, in, in tier three especially after the game he had on on saturday right especially with him being the second leading scorer you know i mean i, I just even on an off night with a loss to detroit he still had 30 easy yeah i mean you know I mean, we can all, Orlando, sorry yeah you know no, it's all good like we can all argue about him and what he does but I just don't. I I don't know. I to me, I just don't understand that one. I I don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah, uh, it's. I, I just thought that was that was foolish. If anything, I mean, look, you just simply top five, and I'm not saying who you have to kick out. It's just more of he belongs in there. You figure that part out of who you have to kick out. Look, there's no disrespect in saying he's sixth or even seventh, but to to your point of what you just said and what he has recently done that 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 i just thought was was bad is it because of how far you get in the playoffs and all that stuff well I, actually i mean of course we know 
that that's a big part of things in the overall discussion. But if you're talking about right now of, of where he is, he's leading scorer in the league. He's uh, moved up again in the MVP ladder. They're they're right there at the top when discussing. He has his team where they are right now in the top of the Eastern Conference. I, I just don't see how you would how you would uh, have him not as a top five player right now in the NBA and have him on a tier three part of the system versus uh, in, somewhere in that one and two range. So uh, just once again, and I'm not one to sit here and start to talk about how Philadelphia is being disrespected. They hate the rebuild and all that. I'm not that because I couldn't stand the rebuild myself. But for for him to not be in that top two tier when we're talking about the the best in the league right now, you got to tell me what he, those other five in front of him have done anything different that's not playoff related when we're talking about today. Playoffs have nothing to do with it because after if that's the case, John Morant also hasn't you know advanced past the second round himself and is is that the reason because there's a time for that i don't think right now is the time for that when we're talking about in season and not the postseason at this moment so uh just just uh another thing to add to the conversation when it comes to uh Embiid and where he is again top seven is is beautiful but that's a bad job by me. All right, Magic Sixers tonight, game two, final game of a four-game homestand, final game of this two-game series. We'll talk about it next and what they need to clean up in order to lock in the win tonight against the 20-win Magic team. We'll do that next right here on Locked On 76ers. And as I get ready for the game tonight and my work schedule, having to stay up all night, if, uh, if I'm looking for something to eat a lot of times and when I'm up late and we get done our work very late, I'm always looking for a delicious treat, but sometimes I don't want, uh, you know, anything heavy, no fat, calories, all that stuff where I know I'm going to, you know, feel bad laying down, having it weigh on me, even though I'm a smaller build. That stuff affects me, too. So what I do, I go get a built bar. We just got through the holidays and my goal, just like many of you, eat healthier. And if you're like me, you want to stay and eat healthier, but don't want to compromise that taste, then, uh, man, I've got something just for you. You got to try built with built. Healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious you won't think of you won't think they're good for you. You think this is not true. Perfect for the New Year's resolution. What makes Built So Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're 100% real chocolate, so you still have that. That's right, 100% real chocolate. They come in many different flavors: churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. Honestly, my favorite is the peanut butter brownie. That's my favorite. Uh, maybe you'll like that one too. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like candy bars. While maintaining amazing macros, they're only 130 calories and four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now we've been telling you for so long that you have to go to Built.com to get the Built Bars, which you can. But you can also now go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club. It's true. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a box of four coconut cream, cookies and cream, double chocolate or coconut puffs. And if you're close to a Sam's Club, run in, grab that 13-bar box with our hip flavors, brownie batter, and churro. Folks, you can thank me later. All right, I'm going to have my Built Bar later on tonight after the Sixers game as I wrap up the show and head home and all of that. Uh, but I hope, uh, I actually think that we should be talking about a victory over the Orlando Magic. Keith, what needs to change tonight? what do they need to do to pick up this victory and uh, wrap this home stand up with a W? 
they need to just play four quarters. I mean, mm-hmm. someone playing, they need to play four quarters. You know, in a way, you know, I, you know, yesterday we were talking about this and, um, you know, at, at the day after the game, but I, I kind of think that in a way this could have been like a blessing in disguise for them, for them to know, like, yo, we got to, um, you know, keep our foot on the gas, so to speak, and always come out hard and play hard. And and I honestly think that this could be something that benefits them down the road. Yeah, especially with the road trip coming up where you have New York, you have Boston on this trip. Yeah, got to take care of business and not let up. So to your point, again, not the biggest deal that they fell to them. It's just how they did it, losing that 21-point lead taking the foot off the glass and allowing themselves to get caught up in the moment of we're better than this team. There's no way they're going to come back and clip us. And instead they got clipped. And that's what happens in this league. You have a young team like that. that's still trying to forge their way and earn their respect in the league. They're going to come after you. And they have some dogs on that team that they're going to play a full 48. If you're not, they will. And that's what they did. So I agree with you. Keep that intensity going. Keep that Keep that drive going. Keep it up and play the full four quarters. If you get up 21, you know what you should win by? 30. Because you know in the fourth quarter your subs are going to come in and they may give up a few more, uh, give up a few more runs and you know the, 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 uh, the margin will dip down a bit. But in the end, you can untie your sneakers, untuck your jersey, put your shooting shirt on and just relax because the game is over. So I agree with you. I don't have much to add to that one except for simply play all four quarters of your starters until you come out and then the reserves come in and close that thing down against a, a, a scrappy, scrappy, talented Orlando Magic team. All right, that'll do it for us. That's Keith Pompey, I'm Devon Givens. And uh, Keith, you mind uh, after I let the people know that we appreciate them for checking out Locked On 76ers, uh, your first listen every day. Now make your second listen on, the, on Locked On NBA, Locked On Experts covering the biggest stories around the league every Monday through Friday. In less than 30 minutes, it's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Let them know yeah, where we are. Yeah, like my man says, free and available wherever you get your podcast. And you can, uh, you know, do the same with this. Like, get, you know, free and available wherever you get locked on 76ers. But tonight, make sure you listen to my man D from 6 to midnight on 97.5 FM. Um, he's going to do the, P, the pre and the post game show. He's going to be on there for a minute after that after the post game but um so listen to him there follow him on twitter at divine g975 and follow me on twitter at pompey on sixers and read my articles in the philadelphia Inquirer. all right man well enjoy the game tonight and uh we'll get together uh after the game and of course break it all down as the uh, Sixers take on the magic tonight in game number two of this two game mini series thanks keith all right bro peace peace